John Henry Lorimer was born in Edinburgh on the 12th of August 1856 and died in Fife on the 4th of November 1936. During his 80 years, he completed nearly 400 oil paintings. As an adolescent, he was tutored by George Paul Chalmers and William McTaggart at the Royal Scottish Academy, where he first exhibited at 17. In the years that followed, he endeavoured to see and study the galleries of Europe, France, Italy, Spain, Germany and Holland, although he always looked forward to returning home to Scotland. In a letter written during his six-month stay in Italy when he visited Rome, Florence and Venice, he wrote... I've quite abandoned the notion of staying on indefinitely in Italy, as I suspect that though a visit to such an enthralling wonderland of art as it is ought to act as a strong tonic, a long stay would be a slow poison. More than a third of John Henry's paintings were portraits, including the posthumous painting of Lieutenant Freddie Guthrie Tate, an amateur golfer who served with the 2nd Battalion of the Black Watch. He was killed aged 30 in the Boer War. Following this news, members of the Royal and Ancient Golf Club in St Andrews came together to commission a portrait of him from John Henry. The portrait was created from photographs and features his dog, who was called Nails. We know the name of his dog from a biography written by John Lowe in 1900, thought to be the first golf biography ever written. In the nine years that Freddie played golf competitively, he won 28 tournaments. He had several caddies, including David Scott Cuthbert and G.H. Lindsay, but it seems that John Henry chose to paint the wee Heerplin caddy, referenced by John Lowe. Heerplin is a Scottish word for someone who walks with a limp. On his 23rd birthday in 1893, Freddie achieved a record-breaking drive of 250 yards on the old course in St Andrews, significantly further than the previous record of 180 yards. Incredibly, 250 yards was the exact driving distance thought possible by Freddie's father, Peter, who wrote a paper on the subject in 1891. In his biography, John Lowe wrote of Freddie, He was so strong, so good, so jolly, so devoid of conceit, despite his immense popularity and fame on the links. It was on the links at St Andrews that I generally saw him, and a happy hour it was for many in that wintry little town when we heard that Freddy had come to lighten the murky days of December or January. You saw his broad, sunny smile brightening on you from far away, above his broad shoulders and undandified dress. Portraiture became his main source of income, a talent that enabled him to create his beloved landscapes and genre paintings. Genre is the term for scenes of everyday family or domestic life. One painting that combines both portraiture and genre is the ordination of the elders in a Scottish kirk. At the centre of the painting is Aeneas James George Mackay, Sheriff of Fife and King Ross and founder of the Scottish History Society. He is surrounded by several other respected Scotsmen, including Colonel Sir Alexander Moncrief, who was known for his military inventions, and Sir Arthur Mitchell, a doctor who was part of an organisation that aimed to better understand and treat mental illness. The young girl in the hat with the pink ribbon is Jane Kinnear. She was supposedly allowed to miss school to pose for the painting, provided that John Henry teach her French and Latin, which he did.
1891, when the ordination of the elders was painted, the British education system was far from equal. One woman who sought to change this was the suffragist and feminist campaigner Dame Sarah Elizabeth Siddons Mare, painted by John Henry in 1928, ten years after the first set of women were granted the vote. Dame Sarah Elizabeth Siddons Mare, known as Sally Mare, co-founded St George's School for Girls, organised classes to prepare women for the entry exams for Scottish universities, helped set up St George's Training College for Women Teachers, and founded the Edinburgh Ladies' Debating Society, an organisation that she led as president from the age of 19 to the age of 90. She was also president of the Ladies' Archery Club and Ladies' Chess Club, passions that John Henry referenced in his portrait of her. One of her pupils, Lettuce Milne Ray, said of Sally Mayer, She was born a president, though, as she used to say, without an inch of red tape about her. Suave, courteous, sympathetic, and with a great gift of understanding. She exercised a supreme attraction for women of all kinds and conditions and had the power to bring out the best in them. John Henry created most of his paintings from his turret studio at Kelly, a space he once compared to the cabin of a ship in a storm. In later life, he worked from his townhouse in Edinburgh, or the Giles, the house in Pitt and Weem Harbour, that he restored when he was 74. Of the Giles, the artist said, The Gyle house in the harbour of Pitt and Weem was a disgraceful ruin, blackened and horrible, with every window broken, which spoiled the harbour. But... It was a fine old house, with a winding stair, crow's steps and nice rooms, with most of the ceilings fallen in, and delightful views to the sea and the Isle of May. I bought it for a small sum, and spent a large one making it habitable. It is now whitewashed and admired by everyone, and a benefit to the place. John Henry also spent time in London and Paris, where he studied under the painter Carolus Durand for two months in 1884, following a recommendation from the painter John Singer Sargent. While he was there, he frequently wrote to his sister Hannah. Went up to Durand's at 9.30, face slightly better, entered with misgiving. But what can one do? Sargent thinks it actually the best painting atelier in Paris, and few are easy to get into for a short time. But the Lord help them if the painting and the others is worse than this. I felt very lonely and wretched, but must stick to this for two months. Unlike his contemporaries, John Henry never attached himself to a group or movement, something he spoke about in his 1894 interview. In my opinion, it is best for a painter to work chiefly by himself, otherwise he's in danger of unconsciously echoing the style of another artist. John Henry chose to work alone, striving to capture the characters and landscapes around him with accuracy and sensitivity.